Hello, everybody. Kyle here doing a solo episode of the Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. Happy Friday. It is May 28th, the time of this recording. I am sitting down without Stark because he has not been feeling well this week. So everyone sends some good thoughts and vibes his way. Hopefully Stark gets on the mend. He and I have been chatting a little bit. We've been playing, um, well, he's been watching us play Stellaris over on Twitch. A little housekeeping right off the bat. Send your good vibes to Stark. Go subscribe to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. We've been playing uh, Stellaris the last couple nights, answering people's questions, hanging out. Stark's been there in text chat. Uh, we'll get him into a game soon enough. And we've got extra friends over in the Gilded server looking to do the same. If you're not already in there, gilded.gg forward slash RPN. That's where we hang out. That is our version of Gilded. It's just like Gilded on steroids. It's got a lot more features, cooler cooler functionality. I hope you'll jive with it. I'm, I'm in love. Gilded, you, you stole my heart. Uh, other things that we really need to talk about in terms of uh, housekeeping. There is a big move this summer that I will be uh, traveling about 1,600 miles, it looks like, going from Salt Lake City, Utah, moving back to around the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Going to be uh, taking care of a house over that way, living in there, building up the, the network. If you're interested in learning a lot more, we've been going into like huge detail about that over on the Chaos and Shadow podcast. For those that are interested, that house has some very interesting paranormal activity. And for our experiments, it's going to be really, really fun. I just got an EEG, by the way. This is totally random to Solaris. But again, I, I think this always fits in a little more on the psionic side of it. We did get an EEG the other day. Uh, it's it's like a $200 model for this sort of experimentation. Uh, my friend has one too. And when you're trying to send, when you're, quote, attempting to send psychical messages, your EEG is supposed to spike in certain areas. So we're actually going to put that to the test. If you do listen to this episode, uh, you're welcome to join us on 529. We're, we're doing what we're calling Saturday Seances on uh how, well they're gonna be the gilded they might appear some other places primarily through the chaos and shadow podcast but that's that's just us looking into how we can bend space time you know normal people things but if you're interested into where where sci-fi or actual science i should say fringe science starts to meet with the paranormal that's that's where i'm all about over there get in on all that fun for now let's talk sci-fi let's talk uh stellaris let's get into all this this good stuff what we're gonna be really talking about in this one is from the Steam News area. This one came out on the 27th, so just yesterday. Stellaris Dev Diary number 213, Ship Previews, Experiment, and Paradox Con Q&A transcript. That is where I'm really going to heavily focus. Do check out this ship preview. Basically, it looks like they are trying to change how the ships are viewed when you're actually setting up an empire. So if you're creating an empire and you're going down all your selection screens, you get to the ship appearance selection, they're kind of bland looking. They're non-interactable as far as I can remember. We're looking at a 3D ship preview here where you can actually move it around, zoom in and out. And I guess that's gonna be rolling out to some folks in the future. It's, it's not very specific about who will get that change. It does say, you know, kind of bear with them though as that goes out, they're gonna test it. Uh, it looks good to me. I, I I don't know. I have not seen this in, in game myself, and I play heavily modded. So my UI, very different at this stage. Uh, it, it's nice. It's very nice. Those previews did not look super awesome in the past. 
and they don't really give you a good uh, just seeing one ship from the fleet or from that ship set does not give a full rounded view of it either i don't think uh so i i don't know if this exactly solves quote the problem of like like i don't think this introduces ship sets significantly better if they only see one uh but uh, it's better than what it was, and for that, I am happy. Now, let's dive into a couple of these Q&A questions. I will have this all linked for people below. I pulled out just a few. We're going to go over maybe five of these right now. Uh, I just pulled out a few because there are a lot. They estimated it to be about 100 questions they answered. So you are welcome to go click on that link in the show notes. Go dive through these more and more and more. I would like very much so to do the same as uh, Stark when he's back on his feet. I'd like to get him sit down and do some work. I guess last uh, housekeeping thing I did forget about before diving into the questions is to say head over to refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. We are doing stickers for refers of the website and all that. So if you refer the podcast through that link to a friend, you know, hey, check out the Stellaris thing. If you get 10 People referred over there, and that can be very easy by posting it to, like, friend groups and stuff. They just need to click through a link. Post it anywhere that, like, you're allowed. You know, don't break any Reddit rules or something. But if you do have friends on a Reddit, they're, like, trying to show something to Stellaris, you want them to go listen to the show, use that link absolutely. Refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. Super duper cool. Moving on. Let's pick up the first one. I thought this was interesting. Nemesis customization. First question reads... I, for one, like our new pop overlords. The Nemesis DLC made me actually finish a game for the first time as a win condition made that possible without mopping up all the map. Are there any plans for different Nemesis types in the future, or is that somehow moddable? This is a good one, because I've asked this too. Stark and I were talking about this right before Nemesis hit, that uh, that it just seemed very one-dimensional, the idea of what is the crisis. So their answer, this came from JoJo, Stellaris QA lead says, if you mean, do we want to add more content to operations, becoming the crisis, etc. Now that we have the features in and know what works best, it's something we'd like to consider. Plenty of new cool operations we could add, for example. So at least in that case, they're talking about operations for the spy work. Still don't use espionage myself. Uh, don't know if that's a bad thing. Maybe I should, but I, I really can't get into it. I, I was worried about this from the start. Remember, if you listen back, I was like, I'm not the biggest spy guy. I can't complain in the sense that it's not intrusive. That That is exactly what I was worried about as well. I was worried it could be intrusive and it doesn't feel like it for me, though it's not a system I use. <laughs> Nemesis is... I, I should give some extra thoughts on this in the future. I, I'm trying a mod now that even gives a new alternative to becoming the Imperium. Because what I've learned is I actually like the Galactic Custodian thing. I don't like the Imperium, though. It breaks Federations, and that feels weird to me. I'd be really curious in getting audience feedback if you've noticed that as well. Whenever you go the Imperium route, your Federations break meaning you lose a lot of buffs. If you were, you know, level five Federation by the time you made it, uh, by the time you got your Imperium set up, that's not good. That's going to hurt you quite a bit, I, I believe. So I I'm trying out one. I believe it's called Grand Custodian. I'll let you guys know. I haven't really gotten to the stage of that mod being implemented yet. Seems neat. So we got our answer about the, uh, the Nemesis stuff. Let's see, there's one about Necroids in here. This will make some people happy and some people sad, maybe. 
says Necroids was excellent, and Caligula is my favorite content dev on Stellaris. Can we have more like Necroids from him soon, please? Why, thank you, says Caligula. Necroids was, to be honest, a blast to make for all involved, so without promising anything specific, such content is likely to come in the future. Also, I can neither confirm nor deny a port's reports of attempts to clone me so caligula's getting cloned is what we learn uh, we also hear there's more like necroids in the pipeline i said people might be happy or sad because i've seen a lot of pushback to the necroid stuff I, and i don't really know where that comes from i got gifted that one for free from a friend which was nice i would be sad had i bought it and i don't mean that as any offense to caligula i just mean that didn't land uh, in f for me at all. I don't do anything with the Necroids. I don't know if they needed buffed and they got that. If anyone, again, has insight on that, hit me up. They just aren't my style. You know, if the Necroids could do something with the hive mind, that'd be cool. But since we're separated at birth, we can't interact any longer. I have to eat them is the only solution. <laughs> oh, I am a full agreement with this one. Khan needs more diplomacy. Question. Any chance of expanding the diplomatic options for dealing with, for example, the Khan or any other NPC-only factions? And the answer from JoJo Stellaris, QA lead. Nothing on the books right now, but a solid candidate for something we can revisit and expand upon, even if it's just adding more Khan death events. Very true. There are areas of Stellaris that are starting to feel very old, by comparison of the new content and the skill and the polish they're putting into the new stuff. The con is one of those areas I noticed. If Nemesis is supposed to really, again, push the, the edge of diplomacy among factions and neighbors, you know, all that sort of stuff, the con is a great example of a, a piece that no longer fits the current narrative. Diplomacy, diplomacy, we've got an Imperium, we've got a grand, you know, Chancellor sort of person elected. Uh, but we also have this con over here who really still won't talk to us and still won't interact, still doesn't have different messages based on any of that. So I gotta say, I think he is a great, I think that, 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 what is that called, a mid-game crisis? I think the con would be wonderful to get an overhaul. A lot of the OG crises too. They, they, I feel like they need an update to just fit the modern narrative. And that's almost the way I want to put it, is really narrative. Because it feels like we're going towards a more diplomatic future in Stellaris. Federations, Nemesis, it just gave us a lot of control over the council and the galaxy and where to go with that. But then we really got, like I said, just these old outliers that were made well before that content was maybe even thought of uh, as a realistic implementation. And therefore, yeah, they just need some polish. They need they need their rust removed. <laughs> new, new coat of paint on these guys. Uh, who The Contagion? I was looking at some of those crises now that we have the, the option to choose them the other or recently. And now that I can get there because the pops, some of them are really, really boring. Ghost signal's pretty fun. I think the, is it the Pytherians that are boring? It's the other ones. Anyway, hey, put on Starnet AI if you're getting, if you're too, too good at the base game is what I learned. Starnet AI's been kicking our butt now that they got it updated, mind you. I'm really over the play, all over the place and rambling for you this morning, but it's true. Get Starnet, everyone, that's great. Oh, moving down this list. Origins. Question, any planet to revisit Origins? I feel like there's so much more potential for interesting and unique starts. Answer by Gemma Thompson. We agree. 
Since they were introduced, origins have indeed become a valuable part of our storytelling toolbox. See also with the necrophage in necroids. I can't speak to any future plans with them, of course, but origins are always at least under consideration. Hey, cool. I'm glad. Origins are really powerful. I mean, they're really powerful. I think uh, Gemma pointed that out really, really well there. That they've been working with them, we can see. I've also noticed a lot of modders working with them and, and enhancing them too. Uh, the, the Giga Structures comes with a bunch. I think that might be one of the few I use that adds those. There's some other specific ones. Oh, Forgotten Queens adds a, a couple more for the Hive. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those are the two I think I'd recommend. Oh, yeah, okay. So as a guy that plays a hive mind, this, this question actually enlightened me. Question, can we expect more separatist forces within our own nation, like what happens sometimes with AI? Answer from Caligula. At the moment, the AI has the same separatist mechanics as the player, but it is worse at dealing with it. So partly, we want to make the AI better at keeping itself stable, but also the separatist mechanics are quite old and in need of reworking. So hopefully at some point in the future, we'll be able to revisit it no promises there, though. Mm, that tied in wonderfully with the last one, huh? About, uh, or two ago, whatever, when I was talking to Khan and things feeling outdated. They're even admitting the, uh, kind of the separatist faction function in the game needs its own repolish in the future. I liked it because, uh, I, I like that question because we always, I always see AIs fracturing and breaking apart over them. Like, I know I'm a hive, I know I don't have this sort of rebellion issue to that degree, but it always made me laugh that they're having such aggressive issues. Hmm. Sorry, normal AI empires, but I'm going to eat ya. I'm going to assimilate everyone that's left over. And if you're fractured, all the better. <laughs> come play Stellaris with us, everyone. Come get your empire eaten. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, come play with us in multiplayer. It is so much fun. I... I do not do competitive multiplayer versus other folks, so it's actually a really great time if people want to get their feet wet. I, I want to say if you want to learn mechanics, that can be a bit tough because we play with a bunch of mods. Like, they're not... They're mostly quality of life ones, so it's like UI changes, but I, I, I do warn that might, that might confuse a new player. If you're interested, though, Twitch is great for that, asking questions with us. Um, Stark and I are going to get into more of those tutorials up here, so please send any tutorial ideas you have over to Kyle at revelatornetwork.com. I'd love it. Oh, that'd be so helpful. We have been getting some from the Twitch chat and noting those down. So please, please, please drop, drop more my way. Ooh, how did Fallen Empires and Crises come to be? The answer from Daniel Morgard, uh, Endgame Crises were an idea that were born long ago before the initial release of the game. A lot of ideas are based on common sci-fi tropes. Having the galaxy be invaded by a hostile force is something that makes sense, and it is a really good rough edge to shake things up. By a similar token, fallen empires are just as wonderful, or I'm sorry, just something that really makes sense considering our leading motto of the galaxy is ancient and full of wonders. Couple typos in there, pardon me, as I was reading around some stuff. That uh, I like, though. That That's... Giving a little background, as a guy that wasn't here for the release of the game and doesn't know what order things came in, I appreciate that little context they gave. Oh, and this one, this is my last one I pulled from today. I like this. This was funny. Uh, it's also a testament to all the players out there. Were there any mechanics or features that players ended up using in a way you did not intend, not necessarily due to exploits, but functionality or interactions you didn't anticipate? Answer, all of them. 
No, really. The players are much better at finding edge cases and hilarious combinations than we are. Gemma specifically... Okay, so this was this is an answer that's like culminated between a couple of the devs. Gemma specifically mentions people strip mining Wankwort and turning the utopia into an industrial hellscape. <laughs> it was the first thing she did and it was enlightening. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. So Wankwort uh, Artem getting turned into a, from a utopia to an industrial hellscape. I love what players do in Stellaris. This this game just gives so, so many fun interactions. Uh, I left off... trying to scroll down this list. I want to say I left off... Okay, those are... That's where the the comments start appearing. Ooh, I'd say I only covered, like, pulled from maybe half of this Q&A. That means there's a lot more to look through if you want to take a, a peek yourself. Stark, I'll, I'll try and get some more uh, question and answer out of him when he's back and feeling well. Maybe we'll try and pop in next week. Reminder to go check out the refer.fm link. So refer.fm forward slash Stellaris. That's a great way to share out the show. A reminder that this summer I will be traveling, aka moving my house and belongings in July. So that will have a little bit of a show interruption in July, I have no doubt. For those that are over there playing Valheim in the meantime. We got the Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Got to get an episode up there today as well. See if my co-host uh, Space Unicorn's feeling well. See if her and I can do that. What else we got here? Uh, like I said, the Gilded. Get in there. Gilded.gg forward slash RPN. That's where we're playing Stellaris. That's where we're doing that cool seance tomorrow. We're going to be live broadcasting those EEG results, by the way. Got that and some other cool tech. So if you want to you wanna get in and find some weird stuff, maybe talk to some extraterrestrials. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what we'll end up channeling. Uh, what else we got? Anything fun and exciting I want to mention? Ooh. Ooh. Speaking of the RPN Haunted HQ that we're moving into this summer, uh, look at the website under the subscriptions. This is my last really big thing to shout out. Since this network is all completely self-run and funded and everything, and it's just me as a single guy here doing it, I love having our subscribers up there. They are so amazing for letting this podcast grow and continue so that is revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe become a member we just added some very high tier stuff up there because we had people asking about that people saying how can i donate larger sums how can i kind of get some cooler things and the haunted hq gave us the perfect example of that because it's a really historic rustic 1800 style western pa farmhouse and uh, it needs a lot of tlc it needs lots of love if you're interested in helping out with that we got a lot going on for those tiers the very last thing i want to shout out such a personal request from me we over on the kyle's valheim bulletin are courting sponsorship from manscaped.com manscaped makes a bunch of male grooming tools for for down below the bell and they do all the other stuff i mean they've got Shaving stuff, accoutrement, nose trimming gear, like literally everything. So go check them out, manscaped.com. Really cool, though, because they're courting KVB this month, or they're courting Kyle's Valheim Bulletin podcast. Uh, through the month of June, we're trying to make a certain amount of sales, because if that happens, they'll lock us in for a larger year-round sponsorship. Uh, this this is honest from the gut stuff over here, because this is not the stuff I'm recording for their sake. So you're actually hearing me tell you. I like the product. They sent it to me. They sent me the lawnmower 4.0. It's legit. It's legit. It's all, from what I can tell, really quality stuff. So check them out. Help me out a ton. Get yourself a nice product, right? Full circle. Uh, nail us a sponsor over there on the, the Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. KVB is your code. 
KVB, B as in boy. Use that code, 20% off free shipping, helps the network grow, literally might change my life in a really exciting way, uh, depending on how sponsorship stuff works out. That could be really, really neat. Seriously, thank you all, everyone that's listening to the show. We really appreciate you a ton. I hope this was a fun little bonus episode on a Friday. Sorry that we didn't get to do a whole one this week with Stark and I. We're going to try and get schedules worked out a little bit more. But um, I also heard Michi was sick. That's how Stark got sick. So the whole household's been sick there. So Michi, feel better. Stark, feel better. We love you guys. We love all our listeners out there. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Join us in Gilded. See us tomorrow. And we'll catch you in a week or so with a new episode. Be good to yourselves. Oh, and go subscribe on Twitch Wednesday nights in particular. Twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Bye. Revelator Podcast Network listeners, we're calling on you. We could use your help. We're courting our very first sponsor for the network. We're working with Manscaped over on Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. If you haven't subscribed to that show, make sure you do. It's a wonderful video game. I, I could talk about it forever. What I'm here to tell you about is that you can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin, right? So KVB, do that. Get yourself one of their new products. They just sent me the Lawnmower 4.0 that just came out here in May, and it's really, really nice. So check it out. If you got a guy in your life that you want to buy these for or anyone that you want to send these to, they got a whole range of products up there going on now. Use code KVB. You're literally helping the network and this show grow by doing that. Get 20% off, free shipping, KVB, like Kyle's Valheim Bulletin. Thank you so much.